Hi, listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Draw Shop, and we've got something exciting for you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been asked what you do? We all get asked this, right? Have you then answered and then got the response of totally glazed over eyes or just the look of someone politely smiling but definitely not caring? It sucks. I know. I've totally been there on both sides, actually. That's why my team and I at The Draw Shop now offer a service to help you perfect your elevator pitch so that people immediately understand how you can make their life better and so that you can use this anywhere in your marketing. It's the single statement that compels your prospects to take action right away. Here's what happens. You meet with an expert copywriter on our team to define the problem you solve, how you solve it, and the transformation your customers experience after working with you. From there, we'll turn that into a short and sweet elevator pitch just for you and create a compelling one-page visual story to help the world better understand your business and how you can help them. For a special limited time offer, we are offering you this service for one-third the usual price, valued at $1,500. Yep, 70% off. Again, this will only be available for a limited time, and we've already seen incredible results with our clients changing this one single statement. So to get your word perfect pitch today, head to www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch now. That's www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch. Okay, let's get into today's episode. We've got to get business going, right? Right. Entrepreneurship is the heart of our country. It's the heart of everything that we do. Whatever we believe, it's just like, dude, we are a productive. The only thing that's going to get us out of this is productivity. And so you have to, the best relationships, the best sales and the best revenue that you're going to generate are those customers that you already have a relationship with. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another Backstage Business episode. Today, I'm so happy, so, so happy to have Randy Garn on the show. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He's a passionate entrepreneur and business builder. He's a high-performance coach and partner at High Performance Institute with Brendan Burchard. I've talked about this before on previous episodes. I know I've talked about it a lot on my episode that I, or my podcast that I do with my husband, the Everything Always podcast, all about blended families. And we have super geeked out on high performance habits that we learned from Brendan Burchard from attending one of his conferences. And we brought those practices into our personal life and our business life. I also shared that book with my team at the draw shop and they super geeked out on it too. It's so phenomenal. So I was especially excited to have Randy come on and talk about that as well as his journey as an entrepreneur and the ups and downs and lessons that he's learned and what he's doing today to pivot during during these times where a lot of businesses have been really dramatically having to shift and um, are really forced to make changes and uh, what you can do when you're kind of like, I don't even know what to do. I feel very stifled right now. So we're talking a lot about that. We're also talking about the importance of relationships and how to turn those relationships into revenue and also how to determine 
which relationships you should be focused on. There's so many good things that we hit on, so many great examples in terms of how to pivot your business and what some other businesses have done during these times. And of course, a a brief view of some of those high performance habits and just hearing a few of them will totally shift your thinking. And if you're interested in learning more about those habits, we have a free assessment for you to take as well as a free book if you would like that. So make sure to look out for that in the episode, listen out for that, and also look for it in the show notes. And with that, please enjoy this amazing interview. Randy, Randy, I'm so excited that you're with me today. This is going to be so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Elmer, it's good to be here. And man, what, what fun times we're living in. I know, right? It's, it's uh, crazy stuff, crazy, good, crazy. um, We were just talking about this right before we started recording, but um, it's, it's pushed a lot of people into doing some critical thinking. And you were just talking about how you were just doing that yourselves in your place in Wyoming, which sounds amazing, by the way. Yeah, no, this is, it is a good time to, I guess, this is a good time to do a real deep dive and a deep think. And really, as an entrepreneur and as a business leader and a business builder, it's like, what are those most important things that I should be working on? I don't know about you, but I've been able to cut so much out of my life that was unnecessary that I hope I never go back to. <laughs> it's so true. Why do you think that is? What, what, what happened that that force people into going, I have to clean out. I have to minimalize. I have to like de-chaos my life. Why do you think that happened? I think, I mean, honestly, like this, like today it just popped up on my calendar that I was supposed to be in Dallas, Texas for a meeting with, with Microsoft. Oh my gosh. And, and you know, but I'm not going out there. We were able to actually hold the meeting We were actually able to hold a meeting that took 45 minutes that would have taken, you know, I would have flown out there last night. I would have missed my son's baseball game. I would have had to get in the hotel, then go to dinner with everybody. Then, you know, wake up in the morning, get tons of work done, then run, rush to the meeting, then make calls on my way in the Uber and then have the meeting for three hours, then get back into the Uber and fly back out and get home late at night. And then, you know, see my wife at night. I, I think all of us on that call, we are like, you know what? We are able to accomplish something in 45 minutes that actually would have taken like a day and a half. So there are more effective and efficient ways to do that. Now relationships we'll talk about are really important, but I think that we just need to focus on productivity and yeah. what really moves the dial and quit freaking playing business. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, for me, I've started so many projects and things that I knew I needed to do personally and for business that were like, these are, these are the things I need to focus on because these are the things that are going to bring value to my life, to my family's life and to my, my customers. And, but I kept procrastinating because I was like, it's going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take a lot of bandwidth and I want it to be perfect. And everything that's happened since quarantine happened, it was like, I have to do this now. Now's the time. So that's what it did for me is really think about what are the important things that I need to get done that I know are going to bring value. Yeah. It it raised necessity, right? I mean, that's one of the the six habits is it raised necessity 
for what's, what is most important. Yes. And that's what's been really interesting for me. A lot of people come to me and like, man, I need to start a business. I want to grow a business. And there's two types of people during this time. I had, you know, when this all started back in March, I had a friend that was just like, dude, I'm going to buy a ton of Cheetos at, at uh, Costco. I'm going to binge Netflix and I'm just going to wait a month and a half for this COVID to pass. <sighs> and then I'm going to start working again. You know what? It's already been March, April, May, June. Yeah. And now, now he's like, dude, I got to get after it. So what I love are people like, dude, I'm going to take advantage of this time. I'm actually probably like you, Summer, I'm actually working harder than I ever have, but it's actually been deep work. Yeah. It's been really deep work and really important things that I'm spending more time on. And I've had the best, honestly, had, we've had several of the companies I'm working with. We've had um, four of the best months we've ever had because we've yeah. learned how to pivot and hustle and innovate. Well, and I want to talk to you about all of that too, because that's a big question from our audience is how, how can they do that? Even, you know, they're, they're hearing a lot of people talk about that, but how can they do that? But before, because we just dove right in, cause I, you know, I could just like talk to you for hours and hours and hours and I just get excited every time I see you and every time I get to talk to you, um, you do so many amazing things, but can you give your kind of high level story of your journey into becoming this incredible entrepreneur and all the like amazing things that you do. I mean, you've like changed lives for, for so many entrepreneurs just with your knowledge and, and all these things that you do. So can you give us kind of the high level for anybody who doesn't know you? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've been, a, I've literally been an entrepreneur my whole life. You know, when I was, when I was like 14 years old, we have a, we have a, you know, a ranch out in Idaho and I made a miniature golf course out of it. And, you know, I just like, do we, and that, that was out of necessity. And, you know, we, we, uh, then we, we made worms and, and sold worms to fishermen. And then, you know, when I was going to college, I started a company called Buck Buck where I took all of the girls garbage out in the dorms and oh. in the, in the rooms because in Idaho it's freezing cold and nobody wanted to do it. So I just charged him a buck a door. And that's actually one of my favorite stories. You know, we were making close to $3,000 a month as college students and it paid for our whole college and other stuff just by, you know, doing a service that nobody wanted to do. And we got tons of good dates and had a ton yeah. of fun doing it. But, I was uh, like, you had to have won on all, all ends. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always been like, I've always been like somebody that's always, I love creating things even more than the money. It's just like, dude, how do we, how do we generate, you know, how do we be creative and, and find solutions for problems? And so I've always had a really good mind for that. But when we were, when I was a junior in college, I started a company called Prosper and uh, me and me and Ethan, we, we said, we want to become a very, this was at back BG before Google. We developed one of the first online education companies directly around coaching and training. We grew that, you know, we had close to 700 employees and, and we were doing all the coaching for Zig Ziglar and Dennis Waitley and all of the great ones. And then started working with, you know, closely with Brendan Richard and a lot of people in the, in the transformation space, I would say personal development transformation space. So, we, that company grew like crazy. And what our secret sauce was, was figuring out a really good business model around, around that specific industry. And now it's exploding. And so that became a really, really fun entrepreneur adventure. We went entrepreneur of the year with Ernst and Young. We, you know, we were able to have just an amazing, amazing team and, and still work together today. And so my, my core competency really is around business modeling and figuring out an economic model around your business. It's so, 
it's so amazing. You know, I know we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about high performance habits and so many good things. My husband and I talk about Brendan Burchard and the high performance habits conference that we went to, I want to say it was maybe a, two years ago mm-hmm. and it was his first experience with, with Brendan. I've experienced Brendan before, which is like once you experience Brendan, it's like, that's it. Your world has changed. And it was his first time. And we talk about on our other, my other podcast, which our listeners know, I have a podcast for blended families. And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about those habits just, you know, in your not, not necessarily related to business, but there's so many things that, that we have taken and learned from that. And I know you're going to go over some of those, which is going to be amazing, but wow, what a, what a game changer that the whole, just the book is. We actually read the book at the draw shop with our team. That was one of our book club books. So we would read some chapters, meet on it each week. And the team just went like bananas over it. It was so great. But yeah, and it has been, I mean, it really has been a, a game changer for me. I think about all the books that I've read, you know, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill to How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know, to, to many of the greats. I really do think this is like an evergreen read that, that I hope the whole business world will read and I hope everybody will read. Yeah. It, and it's, it makes a difference. I've, I've actually read it three times. It's like one of those books where you're like, Oh, need a, I want to like read it again. Cause you always get something extra and it just reinforces it. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, where you're at right now. What are you doing right now? Let's talk about that first. Yeah. So right now, so right now, it's funny. I mean, we talk about Brendan's book, but I'm, I'm actually um, partner with him on, on HPI, which high performance Institute. And so we're actually teaching a lot of people. We have certified high performance coaching um, that uh, we've got coaches that we've certified as the highest level coach to be able to build that business. And, and a lot of times it's like, dude, if you're running employees, if you're managing people, you should take that course. Or if you're a coach or if you're an entrepreneur and wanting to really learn how to lead people, CHPC, which is Certified High Performance Coaching, is, is an amazing program. So I'm, I'm working closely with Brandon at High Performance Institute. We're partners on that. Um, and I sit on the advisory board of, you know, some software, a software technology company, Solution Stream, which is exploding and growing, especially during, during this time. Every, the digital transformation world is huge. And so we're really really on the forefront of how to teach and train people the most effective way possible. So, and then just trying to keep up with my wife. She is amazing, but we've got, you know, we've got six kids too. And, you know, we had homeschool, we've got two sets of twins and, and uh, just trying to be an awesome dad, an awesome husband and an awesome friend. You guys are incredible and such an inspiration. I do not know how, how she does it. <laughs> I honestly don't. I see pictures and she's just so gorgeous. And I see your Facebook posts and I'm just like, how? Just how? <laughs> so inspiring. Um, so one thing I'm going to go back to that we talked about a little bit in the beginning is how people can, you know, you've got, you've got businesses that are doing really well, but we have a lot of people and a lot of listeners that this really threw them and businesses were, were shutting down. Some of them were, went down to zero revenue. Some of them maybe lost half revenue. It's, it was, it's been really, really tough. And it's the year when a lot of these people were like, this is the year, this is the year I'm going to double my revenue, or this is the year I'm completely taking this to the next level. And then this happened. And I'd love to talk to you about, you know, how to think about 
pivoting because it seems very overwhelming to a lot of people at this time when they're like, I don't, I don't even know how to start thinking about that because I feel so stifled. Well, to be honest with you, Summer, it, it's not something that I, I have been through this and, and we're living through it. And being an entrepreneur, you have to, you have to learn how to pivot. The second you think you're in charge, you, you realize you're not. You have to always continue to be innovating and ideating your business. And whether COVID hit this year or whether something else hits in 2000 and, you know, 2022, 2024, I mean, we just got done talking about this on a, on a big mastermind call I was just on, is that the skill set in which you learn to pivot is going to be probably one of your most important skill sets. And so, you have, there are processes in which to do that. And a lot of companies that pivoted fast are actually having more profit. They might not be having more sales, but they are, some of them are having more profit than they've ever had because yeah. they're not doing things they, they, that were unnecessary. Right. And so, but I don't want to minimize the, I don't want to minimize that there are some businesses that got hit really, really, really hard. I mean, I have some friends that are highly successful you know, one of them in the hotel space that is just getting crushed right now. And yet, you know, last year and two years ago, again, they were saying, so, so it does, it does matter the industry you're in, but it's actually more important. Are you able to, you know, pivot and change fast enough? A good, good example of that is my, my friend, Joe, Joe Scioli that owns uh, Grimaldi's Pizza. It started in 1906 in New York. They're always been an in, in-house diner, more higher end, um, really amazing pizza. If you haven't eaten there, it's right under the Brooklyn Bridge and they have, you know, over 40 other stores around the, around the U.S. But, yeah. you know, they all of a sudden launched an app and pivoted and changed and had knocked out the delivery and pickup faster than anybody else because of his leadership. And they, they, he's like, Randy, I'm busier than ever. I'm more profitable than I've ever been. You know, I mean, and that's in, in a restaurant business in New York that was really hit hard. And so it is, it, there's, there's a really interesting skill set and a process around innovation and ideation. Yes. You know, I think some of the best ideas come from times like this. If you're really, if you, if you're really open to it, the way that the world is, and it's moving so quickly anyways, you always have to be, like you said, you always have to be on top of it, ready to, to pivot because we don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes that happens just with marketing. It's not even, you know, something tragic that's happened or something like a pandemic. It's not even something like that. It can just be, you know what, marketing's shifting right now. And mm-hmm. I need to speak to a different need or there's a different way to go about this. And, and I've seen I've seen that in my own business. I mean, year after year. And it happens in even shorter gaps now, the way that that you are communicating. And what happens then is you start to realize the different needs and then you start to think of, you know, other ways that you can come up with ways to serve that need or fix that problem that you might not have thought of four years ago because it wasn't a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so a good example of that is, you know, back we started my first company. I mean, at first I started my first companies when I was younger, but one that really took off was, was we started back in 99 of 99. And we had in 2001, we had about 80 employees, 80, 90 employees. And we were, we were really good at sales and fulfillment. So we were doing all the sales and the training and the fulfillment and the instructional design and teaching. 
we weren't doing all the customer acquisition in the lead gen. And what happened was there was a thing called 9-11, you know, yeah. 2011 happened and we were getting all of our customers from events and all of the clients and acquisition through direct mail. I mean, this was BG. This was before Google summer. I mean, this is, wow. this, was back in the, this is back in the uh, early days. And I remember that 9-11 hit, nobody flew anywhere. They shut it all down. And then in September and then October, anthrax hit, which terrorists were sending white powder in envelopes. So, I mean, it was very, for us, it was devastating. And here I am, you know, a young, young business leader, you know, as president of the company and, and thinking about, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to innovate and ideate? And this was just starting to get email and starting to things that really, really happen. And so, we decided to get really, really, really good at customer acquisition and got really, really good at lead gen. And that made all the difference. That, that helped us. I remember thinking, we're going to have to let all 80 employees go. And I remember Ethan and I looking at each other and we're like, dude, if we think the cavalry's coming, they're not coming. Like nobody's coming to save you. Right. Nobody's coming to save us. You as an entrepreneur have to get super wicked smart and do some critical thinking and think about how you protect your business now. But what are the things you can do right now to be able to, to generate revenue, sales, customer acquisition, and make sure that you actually own your process all the way through? Absolutely. Yes. So true. I want to ask you something. Have you ever thought of adding a digital course to your business? Would you even know what that would look like? Did you know that I'm currently building a digital course that's going to go deep into building your ultimate sales funnel, even if you have no clue what a sales funnel is and how it works? It's true. And I've been working hard at it to bring you the absolute best value. But here's the thing. I couldn't do it without the help of my coach and friend, Amy Porterfield. In fact, I'm so in love with her process that I actually became a partner of her Digital Course Academy and a sponsor of her online marketing podcast. You know, I'll never forget when I had my first idea to create a course for our audience and add it as a revenue source for my business. I was so excited. We were going to scale. But then a year later, nothing happened. You know why? Because courses are far from set it and forget it. You have to know what you're doing from deciding what the course should be and how you're going to create it. I am a step-by-step -step girl. I need it laid out in its simplest, actionable form to get it done and get it done right. It actually takes a ton of grit to build something people actually get results from. So you might as well make sure that every action step along the way is your next best move. Am I right? That's why I loved the two-minute quiz that Amy created. It's where you can figure out action by action what steps you should take based on your goals, audience, and business level. You can find the quiz at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash Amy. So if you have been dreaming of building a digital course, and if you're looking to tap into the surging online education industry, by the way, the one that's going nowhere fast, especially right now, head on over to thedrawshop.com forward slash Amy and take the quiz. It'll only be there for another week. So make sure you get in. Okay, back to the show. So... I feel like, you know, you talk a lot about turning relationships into revenue. And I would bet that this is, a, it's always an important topic. It's always an important skill to have, but especially, especially now, I think it really proves itself in times like this. Can you, can you talk about that and, and this whole, what, what this concept means to you? Yeah. A lot of people and, and not a lot of people, but most of the time we focus on our business strategy and our 
revenue strategy and what's our income strategy and all of that, I work closely with people and I help them come up with what I call a relationship strategy. And um, Summer, if I were to ask you right now or all the listeners right now, like who are the top five business relationships that you have right now? Me? Yeah. I want you to think about it. I mean, you can share some of them, but I want everybody to think about that and write down their top five business relationships. Right. No. And I do, I know we'll do this in, um, in genius network. You know, yeah. there's an exercise like your, your top five. Yes. It's, yeah. which is, it's an awesome exercise to do. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I actually have, then I'll do my neck, my next one is then who are your next, who are your, you know, that second level, who are the 20 other 20? Yes. I also say like, who are your top, like, especially during now, it's like, who are your top five personal relationships that matter most to you? Because I actually really think like if everything's not right at home, um, it's hard to have a successful business. Yep. And so a lot of times we'll just think about those relationships that are driving revenue, but those that drive joy for us and happiness, you have to make sure that those are aligned as well because they will make you, they'll bring more joy, more energy, more happiness in your life. So, so I, really, I really think it's an important time to, to think about what relationships do you have that are driving in the most revenue, what partnerships and relationships do you have that are most important to you, and focus on those. And, you know, this is something, um, we'll do this exercise within our team in terms of, of our clients and those type people, you know, that we, that we really love working with. And sometimes you do, you know, you get busy with so many new people, you forget, or you, or you just kind of like, oh, you know what, I should, I, gosh, this is who I really love and I want to, I want to even work with more. And I think sometimes you forget who those people are and then you, you've got to do something, you know, special, whether it's sending a gift or something, just constantly doing something to let them know how much you value them. But as you, one thing that happens when you do grow and you're working with more people, you kind of start to forget to pay attention to those people. Yeah. And I always say, you know what, make sure that you serve before you sell. Um, Yes. You got to dig your well before you're thirsty. And I remember back in March and April, I actually did a podcast and they're like, should we even sell right now with everything going on, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was actually, it's actually really hard. And, and, and right now it's just like people, you, we've got to get business going. Right. Like entrepreneurship is the heart of our country. It's the heart of everything that we do. Whatever we believe, it's just like, dude, we are a productive. The only thing that's going to get us out of this is productivity. And so you have to, the best relationships the best sales and the best revenue that you're going to generate are those customers that you already have a relationship with. It's going to be harder to sell to somebody that's not currently on your email list. It's going to be harder to sell to somebody that hasn't bought something from you before. It's going to be harder to sell to somebody that doesn't know who you are from anybody else. And so I think you need to think about that. A lot of people got caught off guard that thought, oh, I'll just keep going and getting new customers and new customers and new customers. But right now, what I mean is, you know, build, you know, those relationships now are, are really important to have because the people that are going to buy from you are that like you, that trust you, that have had an experience with you and that you've transformed their life. That is so true. We recently, um, we were talking about this in our, in our business. I even wrote a blog post about this, that especially now is people are spending their dollars where, where they trust 
And while they may have been earlier saying, oh, you know, I'll take a risk here. Now it's more important than ever because they are very conscious about where their money is going because they've been hit with the reality that, oh, shoot, things can just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about, if we can, some of those performance habits. And I, I, I know there's I know it's a lot to, to go into, but just like the, the high level view of those habits. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and, and we can give, what I'd love to do is give everybody, you know, they can take the uh, high performance assessment to see where you're at on, on, you know, the, where you, where you land as far as being able to have the six top high performing habits. I'll hit a couple of them. And, and that, by the way, we'll put that, we'll put that link in our, in our show notes for sure. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I mean, the very, very first one, Summer, is I think, honestly, I've been teaching it forever, and Brandon has just nailed it and crystallized it, is, is seek clarity. That's the number one. And if there's anything that COVID has done for us is allowed us to take a deep breath. And the number one habit that, that he talks about in this book and, and that we teach about is to, to seek clarity. And I always say that if you don't have your strategy on one page, you don't have a strategy. Mm. I love and that. So, if, and, and if you don't have your own goals, somebody else will use you for theirs. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, so as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you know, whether you're a small business, a large business, a medium-sized business, or even just, you know, working as a solopreneur, I have a one-page strategy that sits in front of my face all the time of my non-negotiables. This is the direction I'm going in my life. Come hell or high water, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this happen. So I think the number one thing that everybody should do right now is really seek for a very clear strategic business plan on what they want to build. And it's not just a business plan. It's like, like it's your life plan. I make, there's no delineation for me between my work and my play, my life and my leisure. You know, it's, it's all one round. So. I love that. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. That's number one. Number, number two is one that I love as well. And it's, it's to generate energy. Oh, I love this. Yes, I love this one. This is the one we talk about a lot, <laughs> my husband and I. But I love it. Yeah, so why do you love it so much? What do you love most about it? Because, you know, I think we, a lot of times we can get very um, stagnant and, and there's, not, there's not creativity flowing or anything. It's like, it's just waking up all of the senses and feeling alive is really what it's about. It's just like, what, what can I do? How do I create, like, I, it creates momentum. It creates movement and like, okay, I'm going somewhere. And then all of a sudden that leads to something else. And then that leads to something else. And it's like this amazing, you're just, you just become so productive. It's like the start of that productivity. Exactly. And are you, I mean, are you, you think about what's a power plant? It creates and it generates energy. Yeah. And you think about those people in your life that, when they call, are you excited to talk with them or do you dread that call? Or when they show up into the room, do they suck the energy and the life out of everything? You know, do you, you want to be around somebody that's grumpy all the time? Do you want to be around somebody that is of low energy? There are, we have, you know, we spent about $13 million in research um, on these habits. And 
people want to be around people that actually want to push them and drive them to be more and to belong. And you want to be around those people that actually make you feel good. And they're just like, dude, I want to be, I want to be with them because they push me to higher levels. And that is when you get into the flow. That's when you have energy. That's when you can accomplish more. And a lot of times in life, we don't have a time management issue. We have an energy issue. Yeah. So true. Um, when you say, which, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel this or have recognized that the call that you don't want to take or having to go into a meeting and it's almost like, you know, it's, you can almost feel the drain before you've even met with that person. You just know, or you haven't talked to that person. You get off the phone and you're like, wow, I'm just, I'm so winded right now. And I don't even know what happened. Or there's those people that you interact with and you are like lit up, totally lit up. Yeah, when, when you get off the phone with them or you have a good coach or a good mentor or a good, a good friend and you're just like, dude, they make me want to be better. Yeah. That's who you want to surround yourself with. Yes. You know, that's, that's and I would actually say this, and I, and I actually did a cleansing of relationships. I had, you know, I, I really truly, and, and it was a good coach and a good mentor um, that taught me this is like, I we had some huge opportunities and great things happening. And, and I was around people that, you know, didn't see the best in me and, or you're around people that aren't as integrous as you think they should be, or you're around people that belittle you, or you're around people that don't push you to higher levels or they may. And the reason why they do that is because they don't see that in themselves. Right. And so I think this is actually a really, really good time to level up your friends and to, have confidence in yourself and uh, demonstrate courage and to go start building relationships with the people you aspire to become. Yeah. And then you may have to let go of some of the past. That's what I had to do. You know, you have to let go of some of those other, the things that are holding you back because they may be hurting you the most, but go find those people that you love to be around go find those people that you inspire to be like and to be with, and it will change everything. It's so true. It's so it may, it's such a huge difference. I mean, and that just goes back to like you were saying before with the relationships that you have and who are those top five people. It all, you know, when you have all of that around you, like you can't help but make good choices and do good things and be drawn to to good things as well. You're just in that vibration. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay. Number three. Okay. Number three. Number three is to, is to raise necessity. And, you know, there's nothing that is the mother of, the mother of necessity is, is really kind of what we're witnessing right now. And a lot of business leaders and a lot of people are, your necessity is raised because you, you now have to make payroll. You now have, like, you have to change your business model. And I, and I liken it to this summer, you know, if you, and I know you're already probably a lion tamer, but let's say that you're in a cage with a lion and that, that would raise your heart rate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a cage with a lion and, and that lion's coming at you, you have a whip, you have your chair, you have everything. Like you're going to be pretty energized and, and your, your necessity is going to be pretty high. But let's say that all of a sudden I look back and I see my wife and my kids in back of me. And now my goal is to protect them from this lion. And yeah. I think that sometimes we, as entrepreneurs, we lose that. We get stuck in the game of business 
And we have to keep this perspective as what is the most important necessity in my life and why am I doing what I'm doing? And that's why I plan every single night. I, I set my goals every single day intentionally. What is the most effective thing that I can do today and accomplish today to make sure that I'm protecting those that matter most to me? And so a lot of times in our life, it's like last year I was just on with Ash um, Alejandra and he, he and I ran the half Ironman together last year at the same time. And it popped up, you know, on our phones and, and it was just such a fun time. But I remember thinking about him. He's like, you know, Jason Thielen and uh, Jason Thielen at Solutions. He was like, dude, we're running an Ironman. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay, let's sign up. So we signed up and it just got closer and closer. And so it was like, we had to, we had to hit it. Cause you just can't go run it. You just can't go run an Ironman without doing it. Right. So a lot of times in our business, we'll set goals, but we won't do all the hard work to do that. But setting those goals are going to help you to raise necessity, but also saying like, as a high performer, I'm going to be productive and I'm going to do everything in my power to hit the goals that I've set out to hit. And so that's what you need to get really, really good at to be a high performer is set goals, set deadlines, push yourself, push yourself to higher levels and raise your necessity. Yes. I love that so much. I really love the, the analogy of, you know, being in the cage with the lion. It, what, that, what that did for me when you were talking about that was you perform so much differently when you do that, when you raise that necessity. Like it's a whole different it's a whole different game and, and, and seeing what you're, what you're capable of, especially the reason that you're doing. I think there's also a level of, there's such a level of purpose behind it that's different than doing something out of fear or panic. A hundred percent. Yep. Okay. We got four, five, and six on deck. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, I'm going to jump to the very last one. Perfect. We've got, you know, I want you to, I want, I mean, we'll, we'll get, you know, if you have, if you have interest in this, but there's, there's one that's really important. Well, I'll, I'll hit, you know, there's one that's really important to me. It is to demonstrate courage. And that's actually the sixth habit, um, Summer. And, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that I'll work with, that I'll coach, that they have every skill set in the world. And but yet they just won't take the courage to do it. They, you know, they listen to other people. Like, they're like, I don't really want to post that because maybe somebody will make fun of me or, you know, I don't really want to speak on that topic or be on stage or I don't want to take the driver's seat. There's a really good friend that I have that is total CEO quality. He could run a $300 million CEO but he always wants to be the chief sales officer or chief revenue officer or whatever. And then he doesn't end up driving his own bus, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, if there's a lot of like small entrepreneurs on here is that you have to, you have to set real clear intentions. You have to seek clarity. You have to generate energy and get in that flow. You know, you have to raise necessity and set high goals You've got to, you know, you got, you've got to generate influence. You've got to increase productivity. You've got to generate influence. And then, but the other thing is you really have to demonstrate courage. And especially at this time, dude, it, there's no better time than to just go for it. What do we right. have to lose? 
what do you have to lose? And, and I would, I've never ever worked for somebody else. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always kind of with my own hands, with my own grit, made it. Once you learn that skill and once you demonstrate the courage to be able to do that, you will never look back. It's so true. And the thing is, is, you know, and you know, you recognize this from, from, you know, you, you've always been an entrepreneur. You've always, you've done this since college, taking out trash for, for everyone. But you look at that and the first time it kind of gives you that buzz of like, wow, look what I'm capable of. But inevitably you're going to do something and you are going to have some losses and those are going to feel like the end of the world. But once each time that you get back up from that and then you do something different the next time and then you learn from that one and do something different and then you have another win and then maybe you didn't win so big in this one, but then you win again here. It's like, those are the things that, that like would never have happened had you not had the courage to make those choices and keep going. You know, it, it is a hundred percent. And that, and that's like, the thing is like, you really do have to understand. And that's why relationships are so important. You do have to understand that when you're demonstrating courage, there are people that you are going to outgrow. Yeah, yeah. And you have to realize that there are possibly people that are holding you back, not for you, but because they want you to stay with them and be below them. And so you have to be very, very aware of who you surround yourself with. Again, that's going to help you to become the very best person you possibly can be. So I think that when you're demonstrating that courage is have courage and take courage in being the master of your own ship. Yep. That's so true. I love that. And that's probably one of, I'm, I'm glad that was the, that last one because it's definitely, especially now, so, so powerful. So we're definitely, we will have a link to the assessment so you can see where you rank at all six of those. Mm-hmm. And I had one more question before, before we close this, because I'm always, I'm always so amazed wherever you are, wherever you show up, you're just, you're so fully present and so giving of yourself, which thank you. And I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate so much that you're here with me today. But I, I'm like, what is, what is the secret sauce? Because you are, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have lots of ideas and, and, you know, if some, some of us are investors, I know you are, you invest in different things. What is your, like, what is your secret sauce to saying, okay, I know that I can handle this. I know that I can bring this on. Like, how do you, how do you do all of those things and still remain so effective at all of those things? Well, there's a couple of good, and I'm going to tell you a couple of my really good secrets. I think the most important thing that you can do is build a really awesome team around you. Yeah. You know, I have an amazing chief of staff and I mean, she is awesome. Like, but I mean, I, I do, I trust her so much that she sees all my emails. She sees everything. She's like, understands everything that's going on, helps me to actually also say no to stuff. You know, yeah. because the worst thing to do is to overcommit. And so you can't be fully present if you have too much going on. But I think that's really important is to build a really, really good team. Two, I think I talked a little bit about it. I can't remember if I talked about it earlier, but I have gotten really good at journaling. And I actually will spend about 30 minutes each night. I used to do it in the morning, summer, 
but now I do it at night so I can sleep really, really well. And yes. I plan out my whole entire day and so that I can be present and I know exactly what's happening at, at what time and what place. I don't check emails very often because emails are actually, you know, it's actually a, a place where people can put stuff on your plate and put stuff in your time. Just because somebody puts something on your plate doesn't mean you have to do it. But I think totally. for me, honestly... Yeah, I, I think I like, that, that just made me laugh. It's so true. It's it's a place where somebody puts stuff on your plate. That's great. <laughs> it's true. It totally is. It's just like, <laughs> hey, can you do this? Can you do this? But I intentionally yeah. plan out my day. And and so when I've done that, I've able to be, I'm just able to be very present and know that I'm going to do this. But then I'm actually really present at my next tax, task and my next task. The other thing that that did do for me is I'm actually a massive believer in journaling, but I'm also a massive believer in, in sleeping well and working out every morning. Mm -hmm. So that I, mean, I have yeah. the energy and the physical stamina that I need to, to be able to be present and to be able to have energy and to be able to have a smile on my face. And then for, I would say for, for, for me, it is get really, really good at forgiving others and get really, really good at seeing everybody for who they really are. Treat the Uber driver and the CEO the same, no matter what. Right. And so you just, you, and the, and the reason why forgiveness is so important is it's like, there are going to be people that take advantage of you. There are going to be things that you screw up on. You got to learn how to forgive yourself and forgive others, but learn how to also see everybody as they truly are. And that's what I try to do. I try to treat everybody the same and show up for everybody at that same level, no matter who they are, because everybody's freaking awesome, to be honest it's, with you. It's true. It's so true. I love that. So, so great. And I, those, those practices that you have, um, I, I can attest to those as well. I, I do the same thing. I have my day mapped out before, before each day. Well, I do I, every Sunday, I do a whole week. And then each day I make sure that it's like all outlined this way. There's, you know, nobody can interfere with this slot because it's blocked out. And sometimes that might just be meditation. Sometimes that might be, you know, my workout, whatever it is, but I love that. And I can't, I couldn't agree with you more in terms of when you do that, it allows you to not have a billion different things on your mind when you are in a meeting or when you are showing up for somebody else. And you can feel that when people are in that state of mind where they're, there's so many things and they're chaotic and it's like, oh, they're talk about like, you know, that energy suck. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different feeling when you can tell when somebody's really present with you. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh, this is so, so awesome. Let me, I want to tell our listeners the best place to find more information about you. Yeah, you can just go to randy at randygarn.com. You can also go to highperformanceinstitute.com if you're interested in some of the coaching and training and, and you know, the book and, and journals and some of the things that we use to be as productive as possible. And so those are some ways you can find me. Fantastic. Randy, thank you so, so much. There's so much, so much value happening in this episode and I appreciate it so much. Well, you're, you're pretty amazing summer and I've appreciated our, our business uh, when, we, when we get to collaborate on business and do things and, and you're just an amazing, amazing leader. Appreciate oh, it. Thank you so much. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. 
You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast, where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.